Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China. I'm so glad that you guys have joined us. This may be one of the more, I don't know, maybe one of the more important podcasts that we are having because I, I really see a, a rise of misunderstanding of Islam to the point where I'm going to be playing some clips uh, from the internet that are pretty recent that, that I found absurd and ridiculous, but I'm seeing it as a growing trend. I'm traveling together with my pastor, Pastor Anthony Williams from the United States, and we were discussing, um, the, the topic that we're going to be covering today about Islam, not just in America, but in mainstream. Um, Islam is being plugged into mainstream, and I'm afraid that many Christians are not aware of the dangers of Islam in order to even make a, a, a logical argument. I'm not, not even arguing with people that support Islam, but just within their own Bible studies with friends, with people that, for the most part, agree with their stance on biblical views, but they haven't really been that well informed on the dangers of Islam and how it is seeping into our society. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Pastor Williams, for joining us today. So happy to be with you. So uh, as we start this off, I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. I'm going to play a clip. I don't think that you've actually seen it, so you're going to be seeing it for the first time, but this is what, this is the clip that I was telling you about. This clip that I'm going to be playing is from a BBC, or I'm sorry, an ABC. So ABC, which is the Australian Broadcasting Company, where they have this Q&A session, and they have this government official, and um, they are, they brought on a guest by the name of Yasmin Abdel Magid, and she is a Sudanese, uh, born in Sudan and then brought to Australia as a young child and, and now considers herself uh, Australian. Uh, the only thing is, is that Australia today is based off of Christian values. Um, and I think Yasmin would like to see them go to other values. Now you're going to hear directly from her. Um, this is, this is during the ABC interview and, uh, and debate with the government official. Advocate um, in Tasmania uh, that we should follow Donald Trump's example by deporting all Muslims who support Sharia law. Yeah, that's correct. Anybody that supports Sharia law in this country should be deported. So do you know? So uh, they start off the Q&A, they read off one of the questions, and they basically compare it to what's going on in the United States right now with Donald Trump uh, and, and putting a temporary halt, not a ban, a temporary halt on Muslims from certain nations uh, from coming into the country for the next 90 days so that the process of uh, uh, that, that is used to vet the people from these different nations can be uh, looked over and the process can be 
improved or tweaked uh, to make sure that it's safe for the citizens of the United States. So they are using that as kind of a, 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 a jump board, if you will, into this conversation here. And this woman that is being interviewed on ABC says, yeah, you know, if you if you are a supporter of Sharia law, you should not be allowed into this company. Now, this is Yasmin's response. You know what Sharia law is? Yes, but it doesn't what, have Do you know rights? what it is? Me Are you praying five Sharia law? Of course, me praying five times a day is Sharia. Okay. Right. Like, basically... What about their rights you know for women? What, what about... What that about, is completely separate from... Oh, so now you can be a Sharia law supporter and be half... Okay, so now they're now they're talking about. She's asking, "Do you know what Sharia law is?" And she hasn't really got a good answer. The the woman that she's asking right now. But wait till you hear the next sentence coming out of this woman's mouth. Uh, I, I my jaw dropped when I heard it. Pregnant at the same time. What Come are you talking on. about? Let's, let's you are talking about stuff you don't person. know anything about. Like, okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to attack you personally. What but the, my frustration is that people talk about Islam without knowing anything about it. And they're willing to completely negate any of my rights as a human being, as a woman, as a person with agency, simply because they have an idea about what my faith is about. Excuse me, Islam to me is one of the most, is the most feminist religion, right? We got equal rights well before the Europeans. We don't take our husband's last names because we ain't their property, right? We were given the right to own land. We uh, can, like, the fact is, what is culture is separate. Yeah, she wanted to stop there. We have the right to, to own land because I don't think she could think of what else, what other rights do the Muslim women have that makes it the most feminist uh, religion in the, the most feminist religion in the world. I, 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 you got to keep listening from what is faith and the fact that people go around dissing my faith without knowing anything about it and want to chuck me out of a country I have done and Muslims the fact is Jackie I agree the fact is we have one law in this country and it is the Australian law in Islam not in this country do you know what not in my day so these two these two women continue to go, but I mean, she says that Islam is the most feminist uh, religion in the world, and she's not alone. Uh, there is a uh, another lady by the name of Sally Khan, and Sally Khan is um, she is a she regularly appears on uh, Fox News as one of the talking heads on Fox News. And the reason why I want to play her video is because mm. this 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 um, uh, comment that was made by Yasmin is a part of a, a of of a, of a systematic. Um, thinking that is starting to sweep through the elite areas of the United States and Europe and and Australia. This was Australia that this had taken place. But when we look at TED, if you've ever heard of TED Talks, for those of you that haven't heard of TED Talks, TED Talks is kind of like this uh, education system where the, the greatest thinkers of our day can come together and then they speak and they bring a lot of other intellectuals out to listen to these new ideas. 
ideas that are being um, uh, shared by these intellectual elites. So we have people that are inventors, people that are super wealthy, people that are business owners, people that are professors, people that are um, uh, winners of the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, they come out and they give talks on TED Talks. So these are starting to build up these huge libraries of information. And I've enjoyed watching them. But lately, I've seen a number of women come out about Islam and influencing those on TED Talks. Now, this is just the beginning. I'm not going to play the whole video. This is about six minutes. But this is shocking. This is a woman who is just about to support Islam for women. And she's not Muslim. So when I do my job, people hate me. In fact, the better I do my job, the more people hate me. And no, I'm not a meter maid, and I'm not an undertaker. Uh, the reason she says that is because she clearly doesn't look so much like a female. She looks a little butch. So she's just commenting that, you know, she's not a meter maid. She, you know, she's, she, she, um, is about to introduce herself. I am a progressive lesbian talking head on Fox News. So y'all heard that, right? Just to make sure, right? I am a gay talking head on Fox News. I'm going to tell you how I do it and the most important thing I've learned. So she goes on to say that one of the most important things that she's learned is that Muslim women are, drumroll, progressive. <laughs> she progressive and um if if you have been watching um these these talks this is something that i'm starting to see everywhere that um liberals uh atheists progressives are embracing islam mm. which is against the very thing that they say that they embrace freedom of speech freedom for women and so now they're saying you know what this is about women this gives more freedom to women islam is also against alternative lifestyle <laughs> yes it is <laughs> yeah so the very thing that she's trying to say is progressive is the very thing that if she was in a Islamic country that was practitioners of Sharia law, she would last about a breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I've traveled around the world. I've been to almost every Muslim country there is. I don't know if I've been to them all, but I know that I've been to most of them, if not all. And I have never gone into a Muslim country that openly allows homosexuality. Mm. And here you have a lesbian, gay, feminist, Liberal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. saying that uh, – just about to say – about just about to give an entire speech that I'm not going to play for this podcast in support of Islam, and she's not alone. That's the crazy thing. I'm not playing her because she's an oddity. I'm playing her because our audience that is listening to this, are, if you have not heard this already, you will eventually hear about this, and it is good for you to know what the enemy is prepared to hit not just you – your children with when I was when 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 my kids were young, um, I you know I was not that much of a of, of I never in my life actually watched um, 
Liberty University uh, mm-hmm. founder, Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell. Mm-hmm. I never watched Jerry Falwell. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching uh, Teletubbies with my kids and him talking about there being a gay Teletubby. And I was like, that is, that is really pushing the line. And what he said was, what this does, it is an, is an, it is a gate that allows people to get used absolutely, to the idea absolutely, as absolutely, children. Absolutely. So that when they get used to it and think that this is normal as children, when they are adults, that it will become a much more, that oh, sounded yeah, ridiculous right. to me. Mm-hmm. My kids were young watching Teletubbies. Now they are in the age, the very same age of every one of those people that have been pushing for gay rights in America. It, it was just as he said. And uh, if you look at Barack Obama, when he entered into office, he did not support, that was only eight years ago, nine years mm-hmm. ago, he did not support homosexual marriage. Exactly. Now, that is a political suicide if you do not support gay marriage. Now, it is why, we we took a huge change in only eight years if we look at the nation of the U.S. Mm. Well, i tell you what, um, I can't remember who to accredit it to, but he said, if you tell a lie long enough and tell it enough times, people will accept it and believe it. And that's what's happening here. We have a lot of people who are, as the uh, first clip said, uninformed about Islam. They really don't know. All, when they think about Muslims, most people, prior to all of the suicide that was going on, suicide bombings and terrorism, they just thought about people wearing headdresses. And now, most people, especially in America, when they think about uh, uh, Muslims, they'll think about, okay, people over in the Far East and uh, extremists and terrorists. But if you ask them what do they believe, they don't know. But what they will rehearse is what they've heard over and over again via media, that Islam is a peaceful religion. They can't tell you anything about the religion, but they will tell you the lie that they've been told. Islam is a peaceful religion. Okay, because they've heard that lie over and over and over again, and they have no substance to their belief. They have no uh, uh, there's no proof. There's 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 nothing about uh, their their belief about Islam that they can point to and say it's an accurate belief. I just believe because that's what I heard. Okay? That's the deception. There is there is also a false narrative that's being pushed, which is if you are not Muslim, you cannot criticize Islam because you don't truly know it. There mm. is a the, it's the false narrative that says uh you know, if if you are not a pedophile, you can't criticize pedophilia <laughs> because you are not – it's a, it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. stance, but people buy into it, mm-hmm. that it shuts them up. If you do – because she said, what do you know about Sharia? Because right. she wanted to shut her down. She goes, let me tell you what Sharia means to me. Now, that was very important yeah, what she says. Important. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Let me tell you what Sharia means to me. Not what Islam says Sharia is. You follow me? Yeah. Not what even the clerics Okay, or the imams will teach you that Sharia is, but what I think it is. Yep. Big difference. And then what did she say right away? The thing that I say, Sharia for me mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. praying five times a day. <laughs> well, that's, that's really sweet. That's so nice. I pray too. And that's what they want to do. They want to say, I pray too. Now, this is something that Christians need yeah. to know. Yeah, that's not even Sharia, man. That's in the Quran. Yes. 
Yeah. You follow me? You know, um, um, you have the, the teachings of the Quran, and then, you, of course, you also have the hadiths, okay, separate and apart, okay? But these are supposedly things that the Prophet Muhammad had spoken, all right, and his disciples are relating them to us, okay? And the imams are interpreting them. Um, uh, when we when we're dealing with 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 Sharia law and dealing with the the Quran, okay, Sharia law is supposed to come out of the Quran. Are you following me? But a lot of it is also coming out of the Hadiths. Yeah. So you have the Quran and the Hadiths, which provide the the backbone, the base for the law. Now, mm-hmm. what we don't hear is that Yasmin goes on to say that. Um, uh, actually, I got it here. I want to play this. So this was the day after because she took so much heat uh, because of her explanation that is the most feminist religion. Now, I, I I got this one little thing. Now, this is meant. If you watch this video on YouTube, this is meant. To, to appeal to the young, hip, uh, people. To, to make Islam, uh, palatable for the MTV generation, for, for those that are in the liberal movement. Now, now, listen to how she tries to share about Islam. So last night, I got into a bit of a tiff with Jackie Lambie. You tell me that! But the thing is, Jackie Lambie isn't alone in not knowing what Sharia actually is. So let me break it down. Firstly, let's get rid of the word law. Sharia is not a system of laws, like Australia's legal system is a series of laws that everybody must obey. Sharia is about a Muslim's personal relationship with their God. The Quran clearly states that there is no compulsion in religion. So a proper implementation of Sharia doesn't ever force anyone to follow its rules. Okay, so so um, she says that there is no... Com- First of all, she says that Sharia is not a law. Mm-hmm. There'd be a lot of people in the world that would love to know that Sharia is not a law. Because mm-hmm. not only is it a law, you can die in most Muslim countries for not following mm-hmm. Sharia law. Great. So so you can say it's your personal belief. That's 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 mighty nice of you to say, Mrs. Australia. Mm. She, you know, you, you guys can't see it, but she's dressed the way she's dressed because she's not in an Islamic country. Yep. She she's wearing bright colors. Um, she's wearing makeup. She does not have her face covered. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. wearing a a head covering that would almost be a throwback to kind of a an African type of inspired mm-hmm. tradition. So it's not like your hijab that you would see in um, um, uh, Iran mm-hmm. or uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. It's more like something that you would see maybe in Kenya or 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 Ghana or something like that, where it would be more non-muslim yeah non-muslim attire yes yes it's covering her head as islam would require Mm -hmm. but it's done in a very stylish way exactly it's it's non-traditional which would make it non-acceptable yep and then she's wearing uh bright colored clothing that is a little like a a, maybe a tight shirt that kind of fits around a busty frame and Mm -hmm. then a a a pink jacket from what we can see kind of like a, a a pink almost like a dress hip type of uh, clothing. So you're right. So she's already, as a pre- as she presents herself, she looks pretty. She mm-hmm, looks appealing. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. looks youthful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all a deception. Yes. Now, everything that she's saying is a deception. And her presentation with her attire 
is deceptive, but what is the purpose behind it? We were talking about taqiyah. What is the purpose behind it? To draw people into Islam. Yes. Taqiyah is, and this is very important for you to know as you listen to this podcast. You know, one of the reasons that we want to share about this on a Back to Jerusalem podcast is because Back to Jerusalem, this morning we just spent some amazing time with pastors and they said that their main focus here in China, in Wenzhou, the city of Wenzhou, which is on the east coast of China, their main focus is take to take the gospel into the Muslim nations between China and Jerusalem. That's what they're really, really focused on. Now we, in our uh, expedition of taking the gospel into the areas between China and Jerusalem, we see a lot of real Islam. Mm. And what she is presenting is not Islam, it's Takiyah. Exactly. What is Takiyah? And this is something very important uh, for the listeners to know. Takiyah, if you ever forget, think of this, tequila. <laughs> if you drink tequila... You'll, 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 you'll do stupid stuff <laughs> and you may, you may say some things that you regret. Mm. That's tequila. That's the Mexican alcohol drink of choice. <laughs> uh, tequila. If you take out that L and just say tequila, tequila is the Sharia law of the idea that Muslims can lie to infidels as long as it promotes Islam. Mm -hmm. So they can deny mm -hmm. the Quran teachings. Mm -hmm. They can even deny Allah mm -hmm. as long as it promotes the advancement of Islam. Absolutely. And so this is a prime example of it. She is deceiving people about what Islam is all about and what Sharia means. Why? Because she's attempting to ingratiate this religion to other people. So she is a She's an evangelist <clears throat> yes, for Islam, yep. and she is using taqiyah in the way she presents herself and in the, in the uh, 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 verbiage that she uses. It's all about deception because we want you to uh, come in and be a part of Islam. We want you to be more welcoming to those that are of the Islamic faith. Yeah. It's all so, deception. Taqiyah, tequila. Don't forget, uh, you know, that's one way that you can remember it. Now, we got... Uh, more that I want to continue playing here because she's about to break down the, the, the Islamic rules. And one of the things that she said, made it very clear, is that it's not a law. Well, it, it actually is a law. That's why it's called law. <laughs> there is no parallel legal system. I can't use Sharia as an excuse to get out of a speeding ticket, no matter how hard I try. In fact, I'm religiously obligated to follow Australian law. Sharia does have some basic principles, though. Okay, so she tries to make it innocent, like tries to play a little bit here with words and says, you know, I can't use Sharia to get out of a speeding ticket, no matter how hard I try. Well... I would much rather have a speeding ticket for driving too fast than to be caught in Saudi Arabia as a female driving a car. Mm. I, I think that you would get much more than a ticket if you were driving as a female in Mosul. Um, and so one of the things that she tries to point out here is that there is a verse in the Quran that says people should not be compelled to follow religion. That was, that, that is the teaching of the Quran. And if that, if you hear that, you'll think, oh, wait a minute. She just pointed out very clearly that in the Quran, there are, there is a verse that says you cannot compel other people to believe your religion. Did you have something to say? Yeah, because that is the contradiction of the Quran. All right. Because the Quran also teaches that, uh, that if you, if you encounter an infidel and, and if they're not willing to 
to change, if they're not willing to convert, slay them. Yep. So isn't that isn't that serving Allah through compulsion? Yep. If you don't serve him, you die. Yep. And what she just said is not a part of Sharia law. What she just said and said compulsion is not in the uh, the the, the, the Prophet Muhammad said in the Quran that you no. cannot compel people. This non-compelling, that's not a part of the law. You know what is part of the law? Jihad. Jihad is a part of Sharia. That those that are infidels, those that are uh, unbelievers can be forced uh, to either pay jizya or uh, convert or die. Those those are basically, jizya is the uh, Arabic uh, term used in Sharia law for a tax mm-hmm. on those that do not believe um, they are to pay a separate tax or have some extra burden mm-hmm. put upon them for not being believers. Now, why does this this um, why does this verse teach this? Well, first of all, you have to understand a couple things. Now, I'm not going to make you an expert. I'm not going to ask you to remember a lot of things about the about the Quran because if you are fo- if you think that you have to know a lot of things, you'll probably remember nothing and and you'll be uh, silent when sitting you know with your friends that are Christians and they honestly want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is it that? The, the Quran does say this, that it does say that there's no compulsion in religion. Well, you have to understand that the Quran is written in two different parts. The first part is what we call the pre-Medina pe- mm-hmm. uh, period, and the other part is called the post-Mecca period. Now, the pre-Medina was when Muhammad was trying to create friends with the Jews and the Christians. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, he talked in very loving terms. And the things that he wrote in the Quran, or someone wrote for him, he was illiterate, Mm -hmm. had someone dictate it for him and Mm -hmm. and actually wrote it down. The things that he wrote were a lot more compassionate, a lot nicer. And, and this is so, so, so important, he was a minority. He was the only one. Remember, he's the founder of his religion. So he was trying to get the Christians and the Jews to come over to his side. So he used a lot of flowery words. Now, when he was kicked out of Mecca and forced into Medina, that's when he was ticked. So then he started writing all of these jihad verses. That's where all the hate comes from. And you have the law of arbitration, which means that the parts of the Quran that come later are the most important. Mm-hmm. They supersede and they are more important than those that are not. So mm-hmm. you don't have to remember these words such as the jizya. You don't have to remember arbitration. What you do need to remember is that there are two portions of the Quran. The peaceful part, when... Uh, Muhammad was trying to be peaceful as a minority and the, the, the more jihad part, the more violent part, the more aggressive part. That's when, um, uh, Muhammad had an army behind him. Now, let me ask you this. Is peace proven as a minority or as a victor? If you are the victor, that's when you have the true chance to show peace because then as the victor you can bring about peace you have the power to do so when you are the minority and you don't have the power of course you're going to be peaceful or you're going to be dead mm-hmm. those are really the only two choices that you get so the, there's you can't really prove that you're a peaceful person when you're in the minority status because a minority status has no choice but to be peaceful because uh, they're going to lose up against the majority now when muhammad becomes the majority he shows anything but peace. Mm. So this is important for you to know when she's quoting from the Quran, she's doing choice quotes from areas that are the pre-Medina period. Mm. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and you're a lot kinder than I am because I, 
I don't see anything. <laughs> I don't see anything flowery about you know his being more tolerant. Yep. Okay, being more tolerant because yeah, and, and that's the and that's the Islamic way. When you are when you don't have the upper hand, yep. then you bide your time yep. until you can get the upper hand. Yes. And so everything that you hear, everything that listen. The 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 uh, the um, the Muslims that are coming into the various nations around the world, and they come under the the guise of being being peaceful and being and and being tolerant. You know, if you want to know the truth, why don't you guys uh, begin to examine what's going on in many of the uh, refugee camps outside of outside of uh of the the Middle East. Look at what's happening in Germany in the refugee camps. Look at what's happening uh um in France. Look at what's check it out. Check out what's happening. Check out the the rape, the murder, uh 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 the dismemberments that's going on there. What they are asking us to do, what what she is asking us to do is to suspend rational thinking mm. to not believe what we see and they're trying to retrain us to interpret in a different way that which we see before our eyes the the increase of rape that we're seeing in europe doesn't have to do with the refugees that's your racism coming out your islamophobia coming out mm. it, the the rape that you see inside of uh, europe that has to do with the way the women dress they should be more conservative mm. it's it's the way that islam starts to seep in and like you were talking about until they get the upper hand what we were discussing this morning in the taxi drive is that this is an agenda mm -hmm. you have to understand as a christian that with islam you have an agenda and that is beg for acceptance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then once you have it demand conformity exactly they will not be as loving and as peaceful as the 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 current administration inside of australia which is uh guided by judaic christian principles you ever ask yourself this question why do we always say Christian Judaic and we never say Christian Judaic Islamic? We, we never hmm. put those three together. We always say Christian Judaic values, but mm -hmm. we never say Christian Judaic Islamic, mm -hmm. even though they're three Abrahamic faiths, mm -hmm. even though they both uh, are all three teach uh, similar stories on the Old Testament from the, the Jewish teachings. There is a different system, different spirit altogether with Islam. Oh, help me today, brother. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Because yeah, the, the 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 teachings of 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 uh, monotheism, yeah, okay, they teach that. So does Judaism. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. But then when they begin to look at the the lineage of 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 uh, of from Abraham to uh, Isaac and also to um, to um, Esau. No, 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 Ishmael. Ishmael, Islam begins to alter the story in the Quran. They begin to alter the story. And uh, and uh, Ishmael supposedly is the rightful heir and the rightful son. Yeah. So there, there's, there's, there are striking differences when you begin to read this story, yeah. you know, out of uh, the Quran about the two. Um, this which is which is funny because from birth, 
there was problems. Mm-hmm. From birth, there was separation. From birth, there was actually reaching into the own cisterns of man's ability in order to fulfill the promise of God, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was, okay, I was promised a child. I'm not getting that child, so I'm going to go ahead and do it myself. Right, right. This is what we're facing today. This is uh, We are facing problems today because of not following after the will of God several thousand years ago. Without question. Without question. And it's interesting how that they refer to Ishmael as, Ishmael as being the son of the bondwoman. Mm-hmm. That's the way they refer to him. You know, um, Ishmael and the word had been prophesied about Ishmael and the troubles and, and him conquering. It, it said that. And guess what? He did. He did. His descendants became a warring faction and they are to this day. Mm-hmm. All right. They still are. Isn't that interesting? You don't see you don't see Israel going trying to take over other lands. They just trying to exist in their homeland. But the Muslims, they are not satisfied with just having uh, the portion Palestine. They want all of Israel and then they want to take over every nation of the world. Ultimately, what is the caliphate about? Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and continue. Listen to this um, uh, dear lady, Yasmin. It's about justice and equality, and it's dynamic and fluid and open to interpretation. Justice, inequality, fluid, and open to interpretation. This is why, this is very important. So first of all, we don't have justice in uh, Sharia law. Uh, what we do have is extreme punishment for uh, if if you're homosexual, you die. If you have uh, an affair, you die. If you don't believe in Muhammad, you die. If you don't, if you um, uh, convert to Christianity, you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these things are not about justice. They are about enforcing a cultic religion that is anti-Christ mm-hmm. and it is not fluid. Mm-hmm. So what she wants to say, the, the reason why she's setting this, saying this is because she's setting the foundation for argument that if you come against her and say, well, the Quran says this. She says, oh, well, we actually interpret that different. Who? Australia? You you live in a Christian nation. You are a minority. There is not one single Muslim nation that is about to agree with some of the things that you're going to say. But there are sometimes misunderstandings. So let's address... Oh, that's that's cute. Misunderstandings. (laughs) Some of the really obvious issues. Last night, I said that Islam was a feminist religion. And some people found that hard to understand. But what is really important to understand is the difference between religion and culture. Saudi Arabia doesn't allow women to drive. No other Muslim country has that law. It's cultural and reflects the conservative and patriarchal nature of that society, not what Sharia stands for. Here we have a, a very big problem because do you know where Mecca is? Saudi Arabia. Do you know where <laughs> Medina is? Saudi Arabia. This is the homeland of Muhammad. When people pray five times a day, including Miss Yasmin herself, where does she face? Saudi Arabia. When she reads the Quran, when she reads the Quran, do you think that she is reading it in the English language? No, she's reading it in Arabic. If she's, if she is following the Arabic, or I'm sorry, following the Muslim rules for reading the Quran mm-hmm. and following the Islamic religion, mm-hmm. she must read and pray mm-hmm. in 
Um, in, in Arabic, in and the, I know that she does. Comments. And why does she? Because how do I know that she does? Because of her cute little pronunciation of Sharia. She gives herself away. She's pronouncing it in the Arabic way because she has been taught to read the Quran in Arabic, taught to pray in the language of Arabic, and face the Arab Peninsula of Saudi Arabia. Mm. So she tries to remove Saudi Arabia from the equation of Islam, but she cannot. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. inseparable. The history of Islam is based in uh, Saudi Arabia, and that is their Mecca. That is their homeland. That is their promised land. That is the land of Muhammad, and that sets the stage for all the other um, uh, um, Muslims in the world and what they believe. Those that speak Arabic as a second language, including her, because she was born in uh, Sudan, mm -hmm. they now adopt Arabic as their main language, but it is not their mother tongue, because I can see, you cannot see her, but she's black. Most of the people that are ruling inside of inside of Sudan today are more of a Arabic look, and the Arabs are the ones that actually rule over the, Sudan the Sudanese area. That has been one of the mm. main reasons why there's been all this genocide in the Nuba Mountains, it's been because of the Arabs against the Africans uh, when it comes to the domination of um, uh, Sharia law, or I'm sorry, uh, of the Arabic people. Mm. And here's the thing about Sharia law that she should know more than anybody. This just hit me. Mm. She's from Sudan. Mm -hmm. Sudan provides the most slaves of any country in the world today among the Muslim nations. Mm. Muslims still spot practice slavery. Why? Because Ding, ding, ding. Sharia law allows it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is crazy. And uh, uh, everything that this lady has to say, you know, she knows she's putting on the front. The unfortunate thing is, is that those that listen to her don't. <laughs> 